I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, final hour tonight, VSIN live and uh, VSIN tonight. We got some live betting we're going to be talking about too. We got games in progress. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans here from the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas in Madison, Wisconsin, going to the wire. Uh, Purdue leads Wisconsin's 58-57 with 107 to go. Purdue's got the ball. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Wes, let's talk NFL. And uh, over the weekend, I had Brad Powers, professional handicapper, who's a college football specialist on, talking about Anthony Richardson and all mm-hmm. the hype about the Florida quarterback going possibly number one in the NFL draft. And Brad laughed it off, said, no way, just can't see it. We had Chris the Bear Felica on the show with us. On uh, Tuesday, and the Bears said, no, you can't draft Anthony Richardson number one. How realistic do you think it is that he might go number one? And might your Indianapolis Colts trade up for that top pick and take a quarterback? There's a lot of things that could happen here at the top of the NFL draft. I think it's very difficult to put a mock draft together right now. I think as of today, Bryce Young at minus 120, minus 130 to be the top pick is a pretty good bet. But a lot of things can change. And we're in the midst of the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, I don't think if the Colts trade up, I don't think it's Richardson. I, I really don't. And that's one of the Do you things. think it would be Will Levis? Or I think it? it could be. Okay. I do think it could be Will Levis. Uh, uh, you know, I think, and, and there's a lot of, you know, buzz around him that if he throws well and goes to his pro day, he had a bad offensive line down there at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And he also had multiple coordinators. 
And I, you know, not only at Kentucky, but also at Penn State, you know, when he transferred and, you know, didn't beat out Sean Clifford and ends up down there in Lexington. But one of the things I, I wanted to bring up with all this movement that we have seen on Anthony Richardson, and that's what the draft market is, it's speculative. It moves on information. It's basically just a race to the number between you and the odds makers. But there's a lot of different competitions, I think, really in the draft. Mm -hmm. There's competitions in terms of the media, in terms of the NFL insiders, because, you know, Schefter wants to break the news, Mike Florio wants to break it, or Jay Glazer, any of these other, Garofalo, any of these other NFL insiders insiders they want to break it and also these guys can maybe get used it's the same thing with like shams and woge in the nba but you know agents can use reporters too and you know put something out there you know like all of a sudden this week like we didn't hear about jalen carter and all this stuff going that happened in georgia with the uh, tragic accident that cost two lives uh from the jo georgia football staff why didn't we hear about that earlier? I don't know. We, we all of a sudden heard about it right before well, the combine. He's been charged with a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he returned back to Athens, apparently now back at the combine and doing uh, all the interviews. But, yeah, we didn't hear about that at all. You know, somebody covered, somebody kept it quiet. So, you know, the fact that that stuff like that comes out and you wonder who's leaking that out if another rival agent knows something i mean you, you you can never i'm not trying to be tinfoil hat here but you can never <laughs> necessarily rule that out because everybody lies in this process gms oh, lie agents lie coaches reporters coaches lie reporters lie oh, yeah. everybody lies but when i was talking about and agents all, love to lie to reporters who then will feed the lies exactly to the public. Yeah. exactly and those will move markets because people will bet that stuff but i was talking about all the different competitions number one with the media and then obviously with the agents because they want to get their client the most money so they can get the most money but there's also competition in terms of the mock drafters yeah oh yeah because all these guys want to be right. Now, if they're wrong, they don't necessarily lose their jobs. It's like these guys on these pregame shows on the networks on Sunday. If they don't, if they pick a loser, you know, Terry Bradshaw is not getting fired or, or Michael Strahan's <laughs> no, not getting not. fired or Bill yeah. Cowher, any of these guys. Those make, you guys make a lot of money. So they're not accountable. There. Yeah, right. They're not right. accountable right. at all. So you look at these mock drafters, though. They want to be right because all of a sudden, if they get like a shot in the dark and Anthony Richardson, I forget the gentleman from CBS Sports. I think he was the first one to put that out. All of a sudden, if that happens, it's like, oh, that guy's a genius and he's made his career. Here it is. Let's and, take a look at uh, what you referenced here. The CBS Sports mock draft that came out last week. Anthony Richardson, Florida quarterback to the Colts, number one. Wes Reynolds says, not going to happen. Colts not taking Anthony Richardson. Brad Powers, Chris the Bear, Felica both basically shot that down on this show here in the past week, too. I, I just can't wrap my head around that. I, I can't see Anthony Richardson going number one. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Bryce Young at DraftKings right now, minus 160 to be the number one pick. He's the favorite. You can find a better price out there, around 130. And Brad Powers and the Bear both said they were betting on Bryce Young to, to be the number one pick, which... I think it's going to happen by the time we get to the draft. He's the safest bet, Wes, mm -hmm. I think, of the four quarterbacks. I'm not sold on Will Levis. I know the the measurables and all that nonsense points to Will Levis as a uh, prototypical NFL starting quarterback who's going to be a success, but I never saw it in college. I right. just didn't see it, right. and production's got to mean something at some point. C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, also one of those top four quarterbacks. How do you rank the quarterback prospects right now? 
And how about what the, the Bears said a couple days ago? And I like this comment a lot. He said uh, Jake Hayner of Fresno State is uh, a quarterback, a sleeper in the later rounds. If you if you remember what Kirk Cousins, I think, was like a fourth-round pick, mm-hmm. right? You, you've got some quarterbacks who you can find in the third, fourth round who can right. be productive NFL. So and- I think Jake Hayner is one of those guys who could end up being better than a couple of these top four quarterbacks we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and, and look, I don't think it's going to apply necessarily to the Colts, but you right. know, I was having a discussion with somebody back in Indianapolis that's in the local media there, and it's like, what if the quarterback is not the – I know Chris Ballard, by the way, is a big, quote, best player available guy mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. What if quarterback's not the best player available, uh, you know, and then they elect maybe the – Look uh, down the board, second, third round. I, I think that could be an interesting wrinkle. Now, I fully expect that there's going to be a pressure from the owner, Jim Ursay. Hey, we've got to finally draft a quarterback because that's not what Indianapolis has done. They've already got, always gotten a veteran. Right. You know, they've always got, you know, Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz and then Matt Ryan this year. So I think they're finally kind of done with that. And maybe they want to develop a young quarterback with a new coach that's an offensive mind like Shane Steichen coming in as the OC from Philadelphia. But I, I just look at, you know, where the Colts were last time when Andrew Luck was coming out, he was the clear number one. He was clearly um, best quarterback coming out of college since Elway is sure. what a lot of the evaluators said. I don't see an Andrew, Andrew no. Luck in this draft. No, there's, that's that exactly my point. There's not a clear shot. Whereas, uh, you know, the b- gap between Luck and RG3, I think, was a lot bigger than the gap between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. That was a lot closer, and I think a lot of people say it's easy to say now, hindsight being 2020. You know but- what? Leading up to that draft, I, I, I was covering the NFL at the time. It was basically a 50-50 split mm-hmm. around the league. Who mm-hmm. should be the top pick, Manning or Leaf? And Bill Polian later kind of spilled the beans. That, yeah. yeah, it was relatively close here. You yeah. know, it wasn't exactly a slam dunk. But In retrospect, that looks like an easy decision. Yeah, but I it know. But it was not at the time. I know. No, it, it was not. Uh, and this one, I just... I don't see those guys evaluated necessarily that high, but you have a lot of demand, I think, for quarterbacks. Houston... You got to think they're drafting somebody at two. Maybe there's not a sense of urgency for them necessarily to move up. Uh, we shall see what they elect to do. But Houston is going to draft a quarterback, maybe Carolina. So if you're Indianapolis and you have the guy that you think is the guy, do you go ahead and just trade up? All right. So I love betting the NFL draft. I And I love putting out mock drafts. And last year I had one of the most accurate mock drafts out there in the market. I think that uh, – Twitter uh, or that website that monitors mock right. drafts had over a thousand some mock drafts and mine was the third most accurate. And I only did uh, one version of it, Wes. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are doing like eight versions of their mock drafts. Because these guys ain't betting college basketball and freaking Super Bowl and props <laughs> and all that stuff. They're just doing one different one thing specifically. Uh, the NFL draft, by the way, first day of it, Thursday, April 27th. So a little ways away, but and you got to wonder how many props we're going to see in the market in Vegas this year after the bookmakers have been beat up on this draft they, pretty good they, for they, the last They don't like years. to book this, do they? No, most guys don't. And they'll tell you that. They'll be honest about it. Johnny Avello at DraftKings told me, hey, we're going to keep putting stuff up. Mm-hmm. Right, we're going to put up a big NFL draft uh, prop menu uh, this year. Let's take a look again at that uh, mock draft from CBS Sports. I'm going to get your uh, quick take on it. Anthony Richardson to the Colts at number one. Number two, Bryce Young. Alabama quarterback to the Texans. Number three, Jalen Carter of uh, Georgia, defend edge rusher to the Cardinals. Will Anderson of Alabama, edge rusher to the Bears at number four. And Will Levis to the Panthers. 
at number five, the Kentucky quarterback, talking about Levis. You go all the way down to C.J. Stroud of Ohio State to the Ravens at number eight. Now, it's going to be interesting what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, they got a big decision to make on how much Lamar Jackson's going to uh, make in the offseason. You're talking about also a franchise tag. You can put a, a tag on Jackson if you want to let him go and you get a couple draft picks in return. I don't think – and I, I'm somewhat pessimistic. If, if Lamar Jackson does not move off his contract demands, I don't think the Ravens are going to give him that guaranteed money he wants. The, the contract the Browns gave Deshaun Watson sets a bad precedent – and teams don't want to follow that. Are the Ravens going to look to add a quarterback? They very well could. A lot of teams there in the top ten could be looking for a quarterback, including the Raiders, who are at number seven, Wes, and the Raiders. Who knows what they're going to do? Right. No idea. Right. Carolina could perhaps trade up at nine. Uh, Atlanta at number eight. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been rumored maybe to be at Atlanta. Yeah. I think that's one that makes a lot of sense. I know the Jets – uh, up there as well they're going to be looking quarterback they may be looking more free agency but uh, uh we shall see uh, in terms of how the quarterback carousel is going to turn down to the last seconds here in madison wisconsin and it's final purdue holds on to win but fails to cover so we get the yep. cash with the badgers 63 yep. 61 purdue wins it and um clinches the outright Big Ten championship, which I think they had by default because so many teams yeah. lost in the Big Ten tonight anyway. But Matt Tanner did the foul up three twice here in the final, like, good strategy. 10 seconds. Good strategy, and it works. Wisconsin throws up a, about a 40-footer at the end that comes up short. Purdue wins 63-61. And uh, we'll take a quick break, come back with uh, college hoops on the other side. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. Final hour tonight. VSIN tonight. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans at the Circa downtown Las Vegas. We're at halftime in San Francisco. Clippers and Warriors, and uh, two teams fighting for playoff uh, life in the Western Conference. Clippers and Warriors, each two games over 500 going into tonight. And the Clips lead 56-45 at the half. Wes, uh, we have not been able to pay close attention to this game, so it's kind of hard to give advice on a halftime bet here. But have you followed this game much? Uh, just loosely, obviously, doing a bunch of different college basketball here. But 56-45 to is the halftime score. As you mentioned, Clippers covered the first half. They were one-point favorites up there at, the, uh, at Oracle. And uh, now uh, uh, 112.5, 113.5 was the uh, first half total. So that goes way under. Just looking at some numbers here. Kawhi, 15 and 4 for the Clippers, I believe, leads uh, them in the scoring. Uh, Paul George, 8 points, 5 uh, assists, 2 rebounds. About Plumley, 6 points and 14 rebounds. Yeah. Plumley yeah. was kind of an under the radar. And and I, look, I'm still kind of lukewarm on the Clippers. I know JVT is still very, very high on them, but 14 rebounds for Plumlee. And look, they got him to kind of help Zubach out. Zubach, by the way, not playing tonight, but very under the radar. Wessel Westbrook, eight points, five assists. Eric Gordon with seven. Uh, also for the Clippers, uh, for the Warriors, uh, Clay Thompson, 16 on six of 13 shooting. 
Jordan Poole with nine, Draymond Green with seven, John Kaminga with seven. My prop that I played in this game was Dante DiVincenzo over his prop, Uh-oh. points, rebounds, assists. I hope you played over missed shots. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, I'd be I'd be R.A. Cash there because he's 0-4 from the floor. He's got eight rebounds, yeah. and that's all he has. So, uh, points, prop, by the way, points, rebounds, assists, I have over 20 and a half. He's got eight, so it's still doable, I think. But, you know, it'd be nice if he made a couple buckets. All right, so that's the half, 56-45, Clippers and Warriors. By the way, at DraftKings, Warriors are 7-1 to one odds to win the West. You might be able to find a better price out there. I'm thinking about that, West when Stephen Curry comes back. Because I'm not sold on the Suns and Kevin Durant. Definitely don't like Dallas uh, in the setup with uh, uh, Luka Doncic and uh, Kyrie Irving because mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough D in Dallas. Denver Nuggets look pretty damn good. They should win the West. But I think the Warriors are the uh, number two team in that conference, in my mind, in my estimation. I could be wrong. No, you're you're still not buying in on the Suns. I'm not buying in on the Suns. No, not quite. I took a number, just taking a number to try to beat it. By the way, you have beat it at this point. One thing I've said about uh, Kevin Durant and also applies to the Lakers coming out of the break, I said I would not bet the Lakers to make the playoffs coming out of the All-Star break because – Anthony Davis and LeBron James are so physically fragile. Mm-hmm. You can't count on them mm-hmm. to be healthy for the last 23 games. How much can you count on KD uh, to be there for Phoenix down the stretch? Well, and they've already had a lot of games missed injury. Of course, Booker was out for a while. Chris Paul, I think, missed a couple games at least. And, uh, you know, the guy that's been the mainstay, though, is DeAndre Ayton, who everybody thought that we were going to trade. Remember, he signed that offer sheet with the Pacers Phoenix matched, and DeAndre Ayton, of course, was unhappy in the offseason. Uh, we'll see if uh, that maintains. He did not get moved at the deadline. So, I, you know, sometimes when you're doing this, you got to be speculative, and you're just trying to beat the market. That's what I did with the Suns. I'm not necessarily convinced they're the best team in the Western Conference. I still think the Denver Nuggets are. Yeah, sure. even though Denver's they, best in the West right yeah, now. Yeah, even, sure. even though they got to prove it in the playoffs. So I know to watch Jokic, too. Yeah. Wes, don't want to interrupt you, but I was watching that Clippers-Nuggets game on Sunday night. Jokic put up the triple-double, I think 40 points. Mm-hmm. So you have like 17 rebounds, 20. As it seems effort, effortless at yeah. time. Like he's not trying. Somebody called him a stat patter. That's way out of line. That guy's not patting stats. He's trying to win games. He's getting those numbers yeah. in the flow of the game and not forcing anything. No, it's, he doesn't. He's it's very impressive to watch him. He's one of the most unselfish big yeah. men in the history of the NBA, especially yeah. in this modern Was day it NBA. Kendrick Perkins to call him a stat patter or one of those guys, one of the guys. So, that, so you mean Kendrick Perkins had another hot take that is one ignorant? Of the hot, one of the hot take guys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A lot, of, a lot of hot take guys. A lot of hot take guys out there. Not here. Not on this show. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, man. Uh, we, we're not hot takes here, man. We're not we're not content creators either. We're not TikTok dancers. We're freaking betters. And we're having a, another winning night here in yeah. college hoops. Cast with Wisconsin, plus four and a half against Purdue. Boilermakers get the win. They're outright Big Ten regular season champs, 63-61. I thought this was going to go down to the final minute. Wes, it went down to the final seconds. Yeah, it did. Uh, Eight uh, ties, 13 lead changes. Purdue gets the win by two in Madison. Matt Painter, by the way, uh, did play that uh, foul strategy late. It ended up working. Uh, yeah. When they got up three, because I was kind of seeing, because I know you were paying attention to it, could be like, okay, is Wisconsin going to go down and miss? And then Purdue ends up hitting free right. throws late, even though Purdue 
Not really that great from the line tonight. Only 11 of 18. Not good from the three-point line. Either yeah. four of 19. So, uh, Zach Eady, usually the story for these guys. 17 and 19 for Zach Eady tonight as uh, the Boilermakers get the win. Is he going to be the national player of the year? I think so. Yeah. I, it's hard. I mean, you know, I, I want I want to campaign for my guy, Trace Jackson well, Davis, but even was, I've admitted it's Zach Eady. Uh, there, I thought there was a chance Trace Jackson Davis could overtake him, but even in Indiana's biggest win here down the stretch at Purdue last week, Jackson mm-hmm. Davis only had 10 points. Yeah. So, you know, if he, if he were the guy who scored 35 yeah. in that game – that might be the case, but that was uh, he, Jalen Hood. He, he's a first-team All-American, yeah, Trace Jackson Davis, but Zach Eady, to me, is your player of the year. I thought Jalen Wilson at Kansas had a chance to make a run at it, too. Yeah, he was outside, yeah. and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Miller, we'll see if he makes first-team. I mean, I think the numbers and the performance bear it out, but obviously with the news and uh, not doing themselves any favors with the pat-down and, and all that stuff, right. you know, I mean, it's like, Okay, you don't want to make light of this situation, and and that's just gonna wear on uh, people that vote for this. Because keep in mind, people vote on this stuff, you know, so they're gonna let their own personal beliefs and personal biases sometimes cloud uh, what they see on the floor. Uh, you think Alabama is not America's team, but America's most hated team? Right they're now? they're 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 like the Grizzlies, man, in in the NBA right now. I mean, the Grizzlies should be yeah. right that like plucky underdog, right? I tell you, you know, why the Grizzlies are dangerous. I do think they are too. They the they they are dangerous both on and off the floor, apparently, based on what you read. Uh, ja, ja Morant, man, he don't care if you're if you're under eighteen. He don't care. You're old enough to go to war on the basketball court, apparently, uh, based on what I read this week. Uh, uh, punching a 17-year-old kid in the mouth. Uh, now, sometimes maybe, sometimes, maybe the kid deserves sometimes 17-year-old kids deserve to be might punched have, in the mouth. You don't know both sides of the story. The kid might have But deserved. you don't want to necessarily do that when you're a multi-million dollar NBA superstar. It's not exactly uh, good press for you. <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, more college hoops and uh, take a look at a final in the Pac-12. UCLA 79, Arizona State 61. Sun Devils got up 12-2 right off the bat. And end up losing by 18. Um, and there was money on the Sun Devils. They closed 11-point dogs, open 13 at some spots. Right now, Arizona and USC, tight one. It's probably going to be tight the whole way. Wildcats on top, 14-12 to early in that game. Washington State jumps up uh, 22-10 on Washington. And, uh, Wes, let's talk West Coast Conference. That tournament's in Vegas. First one to tip off. We got a final. Portland Pilots take out Steve Lavin. Portland, a six and a half point favorite, 92 to 74 over San Diego. Yeah, and a tough season for Lav down there at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. So, uh, no surprise there. I did not bet that game. But uh, Portland, by the way, does advance. This is the first round. And then what is it, the second round? That so, you got all these rounds until you get to Monday when Gonzaga and St. Mary's are locked in to be in the semifinals. And they have and, a triple bye. Yeah. And look, I think the West Coast Conference is, is smart uh, for, for doing that. You yeah. want to protect your champions. And, you know, you want to get multiple bids also in, in that league instead of just the one, you know, because the national media, I think, thinks, oh, that's a bad conference. That is not a bad conference. There are good teams in that conference. Santa Clara has been pretty solid. Uh, USF's been disappointing this year. Loyola Marymount has been very solid. So the San Diego Toreros do advance. They will take, or excuse me, the Portland Pilots advance. They get number five BYU tomorrow. Pacific and Pepperdine going to get tipped off here at the bottom of the hour. 
winner of that will get San Francisco tomorrow. I love the West Coast Conference tournaments. Actually, all five conference tournaments in Vegas are pretty cool to uh, follow and go out to. Last year, I went out to the Big West. Mm-hmm. I went out to the Big West, went out to the Mountain West, uh, Pac-12, and uh, what's the other one? The WAC. I went yes. out to the WAC last year, and plenty of good seats available at the Orleans Arena for the WAC tournament. WAC might actually be good this year. I kind of uh, like it. I think, teams. Dude, I think that's going to be a good They're conference They're the number tournament. 11th ranked conference right now. Out of how many conferences? About 30? 30, yeah. yeah. If you're looking for a betting edge on hockey, NBA, or college hoops, VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by a show host and guests. Don't miss out. This is a limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. Back here in a couple minutes more. College Hoops. We're going to break down some games on the Friday schedule next with uh, Wes Reynolds. Stay tuned. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Saturday is UFC 285. Head to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line out and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out betrivers.com or download the app Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. So you got the UFC 285 viewing party over at the D here in downtown Las Vegas. Big Randy McKay, professional sports better, has got some extra passes. I'm going to join him for that on Saturday night to watch that card. Well, we got a bunch of college hoops going on. Wes, you're going to be over there in that neighborhood too. And uh, Mike Palm, VP of operations for Circa and the D, is going to be in studio with us right here tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. The Circa College Hoops Challenge continues as we move into week seven. And uh, Mike Palm's going to help us kick, kick off the show uh, 6 to 9 Pacific tomorrow night. He's going to be in studio with us here at Circa. And uh, Mike, like I said, running the D where the party's going to be for UFC 285. Are you going to bet? How many bets will you have on that card? Maybe a couple fights. I haven't been betting them as much because there's so damn many of them. Now, this is a big card, though. This isn't the one at the Apex or a, a, a smaller fight night card. This is a big-time pay-per-view with, obviously, a big-time main eventer and uh, John Bones Jones now fighting at heavyweight. Yes, he is. Moving up first fight in uh, 1,115 days, I believe. All right, let's get to the uh, college basketball conference tournament schedule. We have a graphic here, Wes. Look at this. All these conference tournaments uh, tipping off this week. The ones in action right now, Atlantic Sun, Horizon, Patriot, Sunbelt, Big South, Northeast, Missouri Valley, West Coast Conference right here in Las Vegas. Also, Colonial Athletic, SOCON, the Southern, and the Summit League all tipping off on Friday, March 3rd. So we've mm-hmm. got three conference tournaments to tip off on uh, Friday. And then you have the America East, Big Sky on Saturday, Southland on Sunday, ACC and Atlantic 10, along with the Big West, Metro Atlantic, and the WAC on Monday. And you still have several more of the Power 5 conferences and others uh, that go next week. But let's focus on Friday right now and look at uh, March 3rd, the Colonial Athletic Conference, the SOCON, and the Summit League. 
and take a look at these conference tournaments. And, uh, Wes, let's start in the Colonial. Anything uh, you like in this conference? Well, uh, and we've only got one game, by the way, in that one. That is the uh, bottom two seeds there, Monmouth and Hampton. Uh, two not two not very good teams, really, uh, even though uh, Monmouth did kind of get on a cover run late in the season. They are both 5-13. and 13. Then you have uh, whoever advances out of that will play Saturday. Top four seeds in this conference, uh, Charleston and Hofstra. Hofstra gets the number one seed uh, based on the head-to-head. Towson and UNC Wilmington. So this is going to be played, I believe, in D.C. at the uh, Entertainment and Sports Arena there. How, so, how strong a favorite do you think Charleston is? You don't see many odds-on favorites in, in conference tournaments. And uh, Charleston minus 110 to win the Colonial Hofstra. A pretty good second choice there, plus 175. Yeah, and Hofstra actually is the number one seed right. uh, because they did win the one head-to-head against uh against uh, Charleston. So Speedy Claxton, uh, former Hofstra player, former NBA player, now the coach at his alma mater. Uh, and uh, look, that that team has been very good this year. Uh, really, them, Towson has also been solid. There's a lot of new teams in this conference, by the way, and most of them are on the right side of the ledger. They're Hampton, Stony Brook, North Carolina A&T. They are very new to this conference and uh, no surprise, step up in the league. And that's why they struggled. Hofstra, best defense in the conference. Charleston, probably the best offense in uh-huh. the conference. Uh, you know, run very up-tempo. Aaron Estrada, probably going to win the player of the year for Hofstra. So I have not bet a f- a future yet in this one. It is tough to get past the two, but Towson could be interesting. UNC Wilmington has been pretty lucky this year, and I know a lot of people are going to gravitate toward them. They are one of the top in that that Ken Palm luck metric. Yep. So usually those teams, I'm a little lukewarm on, on those guys. But uh, uh, I'll tell you what could be an interesting one. If I'm good, the furthest, I'll probably go down the board. Might be Towson in terms of looking at them at plus six fifty. Towson, by the way, did lose two to Charleston, uh, lost by eight in a really close game in Charleston, also lost at home by two. They split with Hofstra, actually. They beat them by 21 at home, and then they lost by four uh, at the uh, uh, 2nd of February. So Towson, four senior starters. You know, last You'd like chan- to see that in March. Yeah, last yeah. chance to dance, really, really, for these guys. And this is a Towson team under Pat Scarry. Uh, they were 25-9. Uh, Last year, the uh, the Towson uh, Tigers and got upset against Delaware in the uh, CAA tournament last year. So, you know, Towson might be, I think, the only team non top two seeds that's worth a look. Who'd you say the player of the year in the conferences? I think it's going to be Aaron Estrada. I don't know if they have announced oh. that as of yet. Uh, wanna, you're a guy who knows that's the son of Eric Estrada, the former Chips motorcycle cop, right? I is don't it? believe so. Oh, okay. I, I I don't believe that it is, but he he's been. Uh, Did you uh, like that show back in the day, Chips? I, I've heard of it. You didn't watch it? I didn't watch a lot of oh. it. I know. I know you like you liked all those. Oh, I liked all those. You liked those old Rockford Files oh, and yeah. Quincy. Streets and, of San Francisco. Yes. You ever watch that one? Yes. Some of those uh, old all TV that old shows. stuff. I, I wonder if is that still on like MeTV or one of those? Oh, uh, I don't watch them anymore. Stations. That was way back when. I watch basketball games now. You don't watch anything but sports, man. Pretty much, you that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I did watch a replay of a Point Break, that movie with Patrick Swayze and <laughs> Johnny Utah. I watched that last week. But otherwise, it's just you all. You like the occasional old Western, dude. Yeah, I like the Westerns with uh, Clint Eastwood. All right, let's um, 
get to the Summit League. How about that? You're, you're a guy I, I picture uh, handicapping the Summit League very closely. Well, And uh, we got two games on Friday, North Dakota and Denver. That's a pick em. By mm-hmm. the way, this is at uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I've been out to this basketball complex built out in the middle of nowhere in Sioux Falls. Is this the Pentagon or is this a different building? That's uh, Sanford Premier Center, Actually, I think yep, this is. I was assuming it's the Pentagon. It's not. I don't believe okay. it is. It's called the uh, Denny Sanford Premier Center. So. Okay. Also, Omaha is playing Missouri-Kansas City. And uh, Omaha, a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, any, anything in the first two games of the Summit or in the big picture, Oral Roberts with Max Amos. Yeah. That's going to be a, a team a lot of people are going to want to pick in the first round of the tournament mm-hmm. if uh, Oral Roberts gets there. Oral Roberts knocked off Ohio State. Remember, it was like an 18-point dog two yes. years ago in the first round. Yeah, they they went 18-0, and 0, by the way, uh, Oral Roberts did. Uh, number 23 nationally in adjusted offense, 35th th- in tempo. Sorry, do you think Oral Roberts is deserving of being um, an odds-on favorite like this, basically minus $2 at DraftKings? Well, they did win the league by five games, okay. and they've won 14 in a row. Oral Roberts, by the way, did test themselves. They only lost by eight at St. Mary's. They got killed at Houston by 38, got beat by 10 at Utah State. So this is a team, obviously, people know that they're a pretty good mid-major or lower-major team. They beat Liberty, who is, uh, I believe, going to the championship in the A-Sun, beat them by 14. So this is a capable team. Uh, of course, it, they do have experience. Uh, not only Max Abmus, of course, O'Banner now down there at uh, at Texas Tech, but they also got a big kid. Remember Connor Vanover? Oh, he's, uh, is he seven foot six? He's listed as seven foot five. Seven five. And but he, he was listed at seven three at Arkansas. He, by the way, yeah. So who knows? Um, Zach Eady at Purdue's listed as seven four. This Vanover kid, though, he can shoot the three. Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This whole team can shoot the three. Thirty-seven and a half percent. So. Look, I don't necessarily want to go against Oral Roberts. I, I don't think. Uh, uh, just looking at the two games tomorrow, it is Omaha 8-22 and against UMKC, coached by Marvin Menzies. We know Menzies can run some of those like junk zones and whatnot, can be a little tricky to prepare for. UMKC, by the way, did win both meetings against uh, UNO. So uh, UNO, the uh, bottom seed, would still slightly lean toward uh, UMKC, even though they are a slow-tempo team, 336, so they're pretty much a snail pace. And then UND, North Dakota, and Denver. Uh, North Dakota, let's see, did they, I don't even think they played Denver in the conference uh, because there are some odd teams in this conference. So, yeah, or actually, yeah, they did. I'm sorry. Uh, let me correct that. Split series meetings uh, between the two, about 149 points in both games. So as of now, no bets uh, in terms of tomorrow's slate, not going against Oral Roberts to win this league. Probably a wise move since Oral Roberts has not lost a game in that mm-hmm. conference all season. Connor Vanover, I'm glad you brought him up. Seven foot five, 43 for 126 from three-point mm-hmm. range this season, 34%. Yeah. So Max Amos is a small guard. Yeah. Vanover is a giant. Ironically enough, I mentioned that Omaha UMKC where UMKC swept them. Omaha, the favorite in the market tomorrow, one, one and a half. All right, that's the Summit League. We got more conferences to talk about. We got to take a quick break, though. We're out of time. And uh, we're also watching Arizona State USC and Arizona, uh, excuse me, Arizona USC and the Wildcats got an early lead, and that game will update that. 
when uh, we come back here in a minute. Arizona up 30 to 20 with six minutes to go in the half. All right, we'll break down some of the top games on the Friday card when we come back. Stay tuned. VSEN tonight, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, wrapping up the show tonight. It's VSIN tonight. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans here from Circa Downtown Las Vegas. I'm fired up about March Madness. How about you, Wes? Ready to go, man. Uh, we're starting <laughs> to really get into it now. It's getting more tournaments started. I think. Uh, Going to hand out at least a couple bids over the weekend. So uh, be nice to get some activity as we get deeper in these kind of lower major tournaments. Should also announce uh, that we got a special show coming up. And um, this is going to be a good one. It's on Selection Sunday. We got two shows on Selection Sunday. And uh, I'm looking forward to these because I love it when the brackets come out. Instant reaction. You can put your number on games. I like to put a number on games before the odds makers even put them up. We can. Uh, Talk about our instant opinions. It's going to be uh, 4, I think, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific, right here from Circa. Tim Murray, myself, and Adam Burke, we're going to talk about a NCAA bracket selection special, selection Sunday special. I believe that's a two-hour show. Is that right? Yeah. Because you, your show follows that from South Point. You're going to be on, right? Yeah, with uh, Ben Wilson and Danny Burke. So uh, I will be at uh, VEASAN Southern Command. Uh, I believe uh, 6 to 8 Pacific, so 8 to 11 Eastern time. Okay, it's going to be Selection Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Betting the Bracket is the official name of uh, our show, and then your show with uh, Danny and who else? Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson uh, follows that from South Point. So we got some great coverage on uh, Selection Sunday, March 12th. Stay tuned for that. Wes, let's go to the uh, Southern Conference. We haven't talked about this one much. And um, two games on Friday, the Citadel and Mercer, the Bears. I'll never forget when the Mercer Bears took down Duke in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And that was a Mercer team with, I think, five senior starters. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, Mercer, a six-point favorite over the Citadel. And then the uh, late game, VMI and Chattanooga. And the Mocs favored by 12 at circa 13 at DraftKings. Anything in those two games or the big picture conference tournament in the SOCON? Yeah, that Mercer was 2014 with the uh, now-retired Bob Hoffman was That's the right. head coach where they right. knocked off Duke as the 14. Bob and then, Hoffman, a former women's basketball coach who took down Coach K in that yes, game. Yes, I, I remember uh, one of the Mercer kids. He did the Dougie, yep. which was the uh, popular dance uh, back at that time and uh, knocked off Duke, lost to Tennessee next round. But now it's uh, Greg Gary, former Purdue assistant, that is the uh, – Mercer Bears head coach. So uh trying trying to read this profile. Mercer a long shot here. DraftKings thirty five to one in the conference. Now East Tennessee, pretty good program. Another long shot. Mm-hmm. Uh Furman, the favorite, plus one twenty. UNC Greensboro, the second choice, plus two fifty. Samford Bulldogs at four to one. Chattanooga twelve to one. Wofford nineteen to one. West uh, Western Carolina twenty to one. SoCon's usually an underrated conference. A team that yeah. comes out of this conference, West can be dangerous in the first round yeah, of the tournament. Yeah, we've seen it in the past yeah. with with Wofford and some of these teams. Chattanooga, by the way, Jake Stevens, their seven-footer, he has been out uh, with the, with an injury, so he, he is not going to play. Mercer, 
Uh, they lost five in a row, did beat the Citadel. Now they're going to get a rematch. They beat the Citadel twice this season. Uh, uh, Citadel, I believe, the uh, the bottom seed in the tournament, five and 13, because, uh, or no, VMI is uh, two and 16. So, yeah, VMI, first-year head coach, uh, they lost a bunch in a row. So none of these bottom feeders, really. But Furman ended up tied with Sanford, UNC Greensboro, was third Greensboro the best defensive team in the conference mm -hmm. Furman the best offensive team so I feel like Furman is the best team but I'm trying to look down the board like I don't see any of these longer shots though really you know Wofford is with an interim coach right now so they've had kind of a trying season so I don't really see anybody out of those top except those top three so if the bracket, you know, kind of holds, Sanford is the two seed and uh, uh, UNC Greensboro, I believe, is the three. So they would meet in the semifinal uh, for the for the right to get Furman. So looking at kind of how they played this year, UNC Greensboro, by the way, lost twice to Sanford mm -hmm. this year. Lost by two at home, lost by 12 on the road. Uh, Greensboro did split with Furman, uh, beat them on the road, actually both road teams. Uh, won that series so you know looking at this uh i would say I mean, the longest shot would be samford but i think Furman is the best team in this conference i think they're the best coach team by bob ritchie they've tested themselves they were in that tournament down there at the uh charleston classic uh they went two and oh over samford that's why they got the one and, and samford got the two so probably not one i'm gonna bet on the futures necessarily but I think the Paladins get it done. Furman plus 120. Yeah. Tough choice. Life's full of tough choices, Wes. I'm trying to decide after the show where I should stop to eat. Raising Cane's, In-N-Out Burger, Chick-fil-A. Right now, Raising Cane's but, uh, plus 120 but favorite. There, but there's so many options downtown, Matt. I, I mean, know. come on now. <laughs> Brooklyn's Best Pizza. Good stop there. Uh, with uh, uh, Mr. Scaliot. That's right. Al well, that'd be a good place to get a carry out tonight. Don't forget tomorrow night on the show, the Circa College Hoops Challenge. We have all sorts of uh, handicappers featured on tomorrow night's show, including Tim Murray, Tiny Tim, and uh, Greg Hoops Peterson on tomorrow. Will Hill, the leader right now, King of the Hill, 18 Will 11 and 1 against the, the spread. Try to get him on the show with Jim Root. And Mike Palm's going to be with us uh, tomorrow night as well. All right, let's talk about the Friday College Hoops card. Not really a big time schedule in terms of a regular rotation. You got games in the MAC. You got some uh, small time West Coast games. Uh, big Sky Whack, Mountain West. Uh, how about the MAC? I don't handicap this conference. You and Rex, Rex Byers, who's in the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge, odds maker for Play Up USA. You guys love the MAC. Toledo, Ball State, Miami, Buffalo, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Bowling Green, Ohio, Akron, Kent State. Big night in the MAC. Anything. That looks playable to you. I don't have a. I don't have I, a play in the Mac. I don't love the Mac like Indy Jeff Seeley does, especially for football. Mm -hmm. He's the Mac aficionado. Uh, I don't know if he's doing much basketball. He's in the golf season now. But uh, uh, just looking, I kind of think Indiana State is right tomorrow against Belmont in that second uh, quarterfinal. They're at Arch Madness in the Missouri Valley Tournament. That was a Bruce Marshall play on yeah. tonight's show. Indiana State minus two and a half against yeah. Belmont. And uh, uh, maybe USC Upstate getting four in, okay. the, in the Big South against Gardner-Webb. Of course, uh, the quarterfinals there tomorrow. UNC Asheville, the number one seed in that league. Uh, 
uh radford uh the the two seed they've kind of they'd had some rough uh go i think their best player is now out for the rest of the season so a lot of lines still not up because a lot of these late games have to finish off so you might not get those up until monday morning yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a best bet to give out on the show. Last night it was Wisconsin plus four and a half against Purdue. That gets there with the Badgers losing by two, 63-61 uh, tonight. Nothing that's jumping out. I don't want to force a play on the Friday card. And and by the way, right uh, you know, I want to remind the viewers and listeners, look at the picks at a glance. Uh, might have something in the morning email, or if you're a subscriber, you can obviously get it on our website at vcin.com. So that's what I do sometimes. If I don't have anything overnight, I add them in the morning. How about New Mexico, Colorado State, and the Mountain West tomorrow night? I love to bet this conference. I really don't have a strong opinion on this game. I like home dogs, but I'm not sure I want to play the Rams here. Bruce Marshall said he likes New Mexico. Lobos are one-and-a-half or two-point favorites in Fort Collins. And uh, the Lobos on that bubble. They need mm-hmm. to win here. But I, I really think, Wes, their only chance to get an NCAA tournament is to at least get to the Mountain West yeah. Tournament Championship game or win it. Yeah, so just... I'm not sure how important this game is. Uh, but Colorado State and Isaiah Stevens going to be dangerous. Yeah, this is uh, Collins. New Mexico, by the way, did get the win in the cover against Fresno State last night. But, uh, you know, Isaiah Stevens, by the way, I think this might be a senior day. This was a Colorado State team that's been, maybe they've been, I mean, maybe Wyoming beats them out for this uh, dishonor, if you will. But this Colorado State, I know they lost an NBA player in David Roddy. But this team was 25 and 6 mm-hmm. last year. Oh, David Roddy was a, a, they were a body six to seed. Lose. Yeah. yeah, he is, but I don't think anybody thought Nico Medved, who's a really good coach, yes. that they were going to drop to 13 and 17. I think right. Stevens, uh, yeah, Stevens did miss a few games with injuries. He only played 22 games this year, but could it be kind of like Wyoming? When we, we played Wyoming against Nevada on Monday night. Hunter Maldonado's last game that's been a disappointing season, and the Cowboys came up with a big effort. I wonder if the Rams do, too. I'm not wanting to lay New Mexico. I'm not either. I'm not, I'm not going to lay the uh, point and a half or two with the Lobos and Fort Collins. Isaiah Stevens is a one-man wrecking crew for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, really impressed by He wrecked the, the Rebels a couple times this year. Uh, once. They split. Well, yeah. once. That's right. Uh, well, a couple times in terms of sending it right. into overtime. Right. Um, yeah, no play for me on that Mountain West game as of right now. I like to have a best bet on every show, but I'm not going to force it. So uh, nothing for me. You might have something tomorrow morning. Take you, a second look. You like to put plays on the VSIN uh, picks page early in the morning. Yes, and then you know I think throughout you lead, the day, you're the VSIN leader, a runaway leader right now in volume of plays over the past several months. Also in terms of units and yeah, money that's made. That's right. A lot of winners from West Reynolds. He went head-to-head with Dr. Bob tonight, and Dr. Bob went down (laughs) in the Detroit game. Nice job, Wes. All right, thanks to Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with the Circa College Hoops Challenge. Stay tuned for that. Be Sunday Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.